You were born with individual strengths and a unique purpose. Don't let fears, false beliefs, or life's happenings diminish your influence. It's time to live and lead for impact. Host Kirsten Ross, expert of transformation, will help you defeat the drama and overcome the trauma that can stop you in your tracks. You'll gain focus, find confidence, and take bold action. Unleash passionate, purposeful you. Let's go. Welcome to Live and Lead for Impact. I'm Kirsten Ross, your host, and this is episode 211. I have a really cool guest today that I can't wait to introduce you to. His name is Tony Martinetti. Tony is a trusted leadership advisor, entrepreneur, idea generator, and people connector. He brings together practical experience, formal training, and extreme curiosity to elevate leaders and equip them with the tools to navigate through change and unlock their true potential. Before becoming a leadership development advisor, he was a finance and strategy executive with experience working with some of the world's leading life sciences companies. Along his journey, he also managed small businesses and ran a financial consulting company. Tony is the host of the Virtual Campfire podcast and the author of Climbing the Right Mountain, Navigating the Journey to an Inspired Life. Welcome, Tony. So thank you so much, Kirsten. I appreciate you having me on. I'm looking forward to getting started. Well, and just by uh, your bio here, I know we are kindred spirits. Uh, I love the work that you're doing. So tell me about your work and what impact are you making in this world? Oh, thank you so much. So first of all, the work I do, it came from this place of really wanting to see people be more fulfilled in the work that they're doing in their own. And so the work I, I do is working with people who are accomplished leaders who feel unfulfilled in, in life. Um, right now, there's a lot of people because of the pandemic that are feeling like they're questioning their place right now, um, what next move they should make, and how can they make a more meaningful impact in their life? And so what I do is I get people to, to think about you know, how to step out of the things that are holding them back and to think about where they want to go to next um, and how to get out of that pattern they're stuck in. So the impact that I'm making with my clients and you know the work that I'm doing in general is I, I really push them to, to think bigger than they ever have before. And I've been just so honored to be doing the work that I'm doing because I came from a place where I was the finance person. You know, and it wasn't something that I ever thought I would be doing where I would be able to help people to shift into a new life. I was thinking, I'm numbers guy. Now I'm doing stuff that really allows people to think bigger than they ever have. And for me, that's impact. That's awesome. And it's so important because, man, there are so many trip ups that can kind of push us on the path either that by other people's design or what I like to call the doing the lazy river way of doing life, you know, mm. where we just kind of life circumstance, other people, we just kind of bump along, you know, and wow, doesn't it take courage to really like stick your hands in the water and really start to drive. We have to bust the fear of failure and fear of possibly disappointing others, you know, jumping off a solid path where there's, you know, a designed outcome. So I love the work that you're doing. And uh, what experience for yourself has motivated you most to make this impact? Yeah, well, oftentimes the things that um, that motivate us most is the thing that is the darkest moments of our lives. Um, 
one of the things that I do on my podcast, just to share a little bit of this insight is that, you know, I helped people to uncover those moments that are what, what I call flashpoints, um, the points in your story that have ignited your gifts into the world. And for me, that flashpoint came in two places. Number one was I was following this path that I thought I I wanted, um, and ultimately it was burning me out. Um, I was pursuing a goal, um, singular focus to to become this person who I really wasn't meant to be, and it burnt me out. Um, I was depressed. I got to a really dark place. I didn't really want to go on, and. I somehow found a way out. Um, I connected with some glimmer of hope. And through that process of coming out of that dark place, I started to rebuild my life uh, and redesign what I needed to survive in the world of, um, of, you know, in the world in general, I should say. And that moment was big for me um, because I saw new possibilities where initially I saw none. Um, and then the next big moment for me was realizing that I didn't have to follow the path of being the finance person that I always thought I was. I could create anything I wanted to in terms of a career and profession. And that's what I decided to, um, to leave the corporate world and create a business that would help people to amplify their impact and um, to become the person they're meant to be, kind of like I did. But I did it in a way where I actually leaped out without a plan. I am. Um, I always say the story where I was sitting in um, a boardroom and I literally left the boardroom to change the room because I felt like the leaders in that room weren't really serving the people. And I felt the call in that moment to say, I can no longer collect a paycheck and just show up. I need to do something about this, the way people lead in the world. And that's really what kind of pushed me into the world of becoming the the trusted advisor, the coach, the person who helps these people become better leaders. That's great. You know, and I think so many people struggle without realizing that, um, you know, the, the have to, the, again, that lazy river way of doing life and that mm-hmm. unfulfilled, you know, just that feeling of like, there's something more, there's something bigger, but you're not certain what it is. Or maybe, you know, yeah. but you're afraid to take that leap. And, um, and a lot of people need help with that, gaining the clarity. Uh, you know, uh, getting around or busting through that fear. So mm-hmm. it's awesome that you're locking arms with people to help them do that. So as you think back to uh, the impact that you've made for clients, uh, mm-hmm. what's one that really sticks out in your mind and fuels your passion to get, you know, to keep moving through what I'm sure you have, you know, we all have tough patches when we're business owners. And so I think it's so important to stay attached to that passion. So, so what's one story that really fuels your passion and keeps you moving? Yeah. I love that you say this because this is, this is exactly what it, what you need because it's not an easy, um, it's not an easy journey to becoming, um, an entrepreneur. You know, when you start your own business, there's so many ups and downs. And so you do have to lean into those moments of, yeah, that's right. Those things I've done, you know, in the past, they are the fuel that keeps you going. And when I think about one story, particularly, it always um, lights me up. And it actually comes from an early, the early days of my journey. I had worked with this medical device CEO, actually co-founder, and um, she got into this business because of the fact that she was doing something that was going to help her own daughter um, who had suffered from this particular disease that she was um, working, she was working on. And she had doubts about whether or not she could be that person 
who led that company. And um, so there was a confidence issue. There was an element of really knowing there's so many people pulling at her and asking her to do all these things or different paths she could take. And, you know, a lot of people riding on her ability to be the leader. Um, so the pressure externally and internally was high. Um, and being able to work with her and get her to prioritize, to see that she has the brilliance inside of her to be able to be the person she wants to be. Um, and over time, build that confidence and to see that she can be that person. It was just so fulfilling to see that come to life and not just in a way that allows her to, to lead people like all the other leaders, but also to connect with people in a way that is authentic to her, which I always say that you can't just be, you know, subscribe to the leadership practices of another person. You have to create your own leadership style that is innate to you. It just has to be uncovered. That's great. Yes. Um, and I love to, you know, it's the good news or the bad news, right? That a lot of times it's stuff within us that is standing in the way of us reaching our potential. Uh, you know, so that's good news if you want to, you know, bust through what it takes to uh, make it happen. Um, mm. It's the bad news if you want to play victim, right? And so, yeah, uh, again, it's so helpful to have that uh, that other person, that objective person with knowledge mm. who can help you move through it and gain clarity. You know, we have to yeah. we have to remove all that junk that stands in the way of us being who we were made to be. And yeah, and there's trip ups along the way. And uh, yeah, it's so important to lock arms with someone who can be objective and, and help you maneuver through. Um, mm. What's one of the biggest internal or external challenges that you've had to overcome in being an entrepreneur and making yeah. your impact? Yeah. Um, so that's a great question. And one of the things that I, um, I think about is I had to get over the fact that um, people aren't hiring me for the, um, the certifications. They're not hiring me for all these things that I can, you know, hang on my uh, profile. They're hiring me for the presence that I bring and who I show up to be um, in the space that I create. And that's the power that I need to um, to bring to um, the space that I'm, you know, that I'm in with the clients. And I had to realize that to create that, I had to go on my own internal journey to under uncover who I really was. I can't just put a, a title on the on the door and say, hey, look at me. I'm, you know, I'm going to advise you. I'm your coach. Um, that doesn't work that way. You have to really understand who you're for, who you are, and what is the gift that you truly offer to people that allows them to create what they want. And that was the biggest, um, you know, challenge for me, uh, because in the first few years, I felt like, oh, God, you know, how do I get that? How do I figure that out? And who am I to do what I'm doing? <laughs> you know, right? Well, and I think that's, I love how you put that, because, you know, ultimately, when we're coaches, we are selling ourselves, but yeah. we can't uh, get our, we can't validate our worth through the yes or the no that we get from potential clients uh, because it might just not be a fit. And if you're the extra um for the pressure that is involved when we're meeting someone new, if we're going for the sale again to validate our self-worth or our abilities. And so it's, it is a, you know, maybe I'll have you talk about it's a thin line to walk because you need the confidence um, and the not taking it personally at the same time that you're saying, like, I can't lean on my credentials. Um, 
you know, which is true. I mean, I, I was mm. laughing with a fellow coach uh, a week or so ago because he was saying like, oh, if I'm going to do this and such, I think I'm going to go get a certification. And I said, hey, stop. I'm like, what are my certifications? What is my education? And he's like, um, I'm not sure. And I'm like, exactly. I'm like, I have them. <laughs> but it's yeah. not, you know, it, you don't have to have them and you don't have to lead with those. And ultimately it is about you. But the first, and you can't also gain your, I think you can't gain your self-confidence from those certifications yeah. either. Yeah. I'd love to just riff on that for a moment to say that, you know, my coach is always saying, he's like, you know, that yes lives in the, in the land of no. And I like to think, take it a next level where, where I say, you know, it's like, it's like being, um, like a person navigating a, a stranger in a strange land, you know, you're walking through a, a strange land and you're trying to find the people that you're supposed to spend the rest of your life with. Um, and you have to go through that journey to continue to, to walk the path until you find them. And then you're like, I have found my people and now I just have to serve them and have to be a part of them. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's like, you, you just don't, it doesn't happen by just happenstance. You have to actively be in pursuit of that. And say yes and no appropriately. Cause if people aren't a fit again, you can't say like, Oh, I'm terrible at this. No, it just wasn't a fit. And that's better. Cause now that mm. no, that either you said or they said is leaving space for the right. Yes down the road. Mm. And if you say yes to everything now, it's going to be more cumbersome and challenging to do your work anyway. And not as enjoyable. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Beautiful. Um, so how do you stay motivated in moving during tough times other than leaning on those passion points? Mm, yeah. What I'm always doing is I'm, I'm thinking about what inspires me. And I know this is, uh, it sounds kind of weird for me to say that. But one of my favorite quotes that I say is like, I look for signs of what lights me up and I do more of that. Um, and if that also means that on a day-to-day -day basis, if I'm doing something, you know, I'm trying to find work, um, you know, content that I'm creating, things that I'm doing, I'm always questioning why I'm doing what I'm doing and thinking, does this really inspire me? And if it doesn't, I, I may question whether or not I want to continue doing it. Um, it's kind of that challenge question that I'm continuing to doing to do to allow me to um, resonate with the work that is really for me. And that's how I continue to find that um, the passion to keep going. And I also find that that's what works for other people, too, is that when you find yourself in that rut, it's 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 time to step away from what you're doing and say, Hey, um, what is it about this week that excites me? What is it about this? You know, what's on my calendar that I'm looking forward to? Um, if there's nothing in your calendar that you're looking forward to, maybe it's time to reassess how you plan your week. Absolutely. I always say that passion is that litmus test. It tells us that we're heading in the right direction. And I think that, you know, from a personal standpoint and just the impact in the world, like we are mm. placed here to make our impact and, and our role, our responsibility is like figure out and look for those clues. So yes, and I love that. Uh, yeah, our gifting too, don't you find this? Um, it comes so easily to us. And so often we minimize it, yes. you know, we don't value it. And then we covet other people's gifting. We're like, man, all I can do is this, but woo, would I love to be able to do that. <laughs> 
And, uh, you know, it's like, wait a minute. No, you know, because you think, oh, well, that came really easily to me. So that's nothing special. It comes easily to everyone. It's like, no, it doesn't. (laughs) Stop and appreciate. That's exactly where you need to be spending your time. It's coming easily for a reason. I love that. So beautiful how you say that, because it's it's a reminder we often need is that, you know, we we do diminish our gifts and um, because we just assume that the outside world has the same thing and it's not. Exactly. Yeah, it's like the fish in water. <laughs> right. Exactly. And if we can and, you know, I think, too, like if I celebrate my gifts, I can celebrate your gifts because I'm not jealous yeah. or I'm not wanting mm-hmm. of something that you have. You know, it's like I have stuff. You have stuff. It's awesome. So better place to be for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what words of wisdom do you have for others who want to make their impact? Maybe they're just getting started or they're having some trip ups right now. Yeah. So I, I always think about it this way. It says, if you want to make an impact, um, don't try to um, to start with this big monumental task and start with like looking for the small steps that will put you in the right path, um, in the right direction. You may want to say, okay, what is my, what am I leaning towards and how can I take a step towards that? And maybe it starts with a small experiment. Um, I, I used to say that um, that your life is like a research laboratory, you know, and you can do small experiments along the way. And if they don't work out, OK, then at least you've tested it out. And now you've seen you've learned something new and um, you can go on to the next experiment. So if you do it that way, it allows you to not risk the entire you know farm, if you will, <laughs> on on one big bet. You can take small bets and create a life that you really want by taking those small bets. Love it. Yeah, too often I think we get tripped up on, yeah, the whole big shebang, right? Instead of just Mm. a few of those steps, give yourself that safety net. It exists. Like take smaller steps. And I think too often we forget, like the decision I make today isn't the end all be all. If it doesn't go the way I anticipate or a way that I like, I can change it. And so we don't have to see like all the way into the future for just this one next step. And so it's not no steps. It's like find the step that pushes you out of your comfort zone, but gets you moving in the right direction. It's not, you know, we can't promise it being fully comfortable for sure. But, you know, if a big step's too much, yeah, smaller. Yeah, I I wanted to add something to that, which I think is really interesting. So oftentimes people will say like, well, you know, I'm in this field, let's say it's like clinical research. And, you know, I had this interest in exploring um, a different field and they may want to, you know, take a jump into another field. And I'm like, well, there's nothing wrong with going into another field, testing it out. And if it doesn't work out, coming back into clinical research. And ultimately, it's all about how you build the narrative around it. Um, you know, you can go and try new things. You have life is long. It's also short. Um, there's a, you know, there's a way back from taking these these tests as long as you know how to describe for yourself and others why you wanted to do this. Uh, there has to be a plan behind what your, you know, what your thinking was. What was your your rationale for trying something new? Yes, and um, I like to always, you know, I talked about like making those objective decisions, like where it's not fear driving you, and also you're not just running from. So yeah. the reason shouldn't be like I hate what I'm doing. It's like okay, yeah. well, don't run from what you hate what you're doing. Let's create an intentional path. <laughs> so because. Mm. Um, too often, I'm sure you've seen this with your clients, um, running from willy nilly 
can have yeah. them going all the way across the spectrum to an opposite thing, which isn't necessarily the right thing. But so being intentional in exploring in ways that, um, yeah, not fear-based, not hate-based, <laughs> like get me away, away where, uh, would be a good question uh, to ask. And also, um, when I have people explore their gifts... I kind of to your point of like, oh, this is what I'm doing. And I feel like if I wanted to try that, I would have to do all these other things to get there. And too often we can stop the creative process too early. So I call it a wipe the slate clean brainstorm where Mm -hmm. think about your gifts, what you love, what you're really good at, what you know, you could do for eight hours and it feels like 15 minutes. It fills you with passion. You have, you're energized from it. All those things comes easy. Uh, make your list and don't apply any logic initially to your list. Because if yeah. you're already saying like, oh, that would require going back to school or I don't have time for that. Well, what if there's a possibility that you're not clear on yet before you start putting all these logic boundaries around things? You never know what'll like work in combination or what path it might set you on. Yeah, I love it. Fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. Any parting words? You've offered some great insights for the listeners. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, one thing I always um, try to get people thinking about is uh, now is always a good time for that courageous conversation that needs to be had. Um, We've been in some challenging times. It's time for us to maybe reemerge and uh, think about what's that conversation I've been holding back that I need to have. Um, so let's, let's re-engage in the right way. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Tony, for joining me today. And for those who'd like to connect, you can find Tony at inspiredpurposecoach.com. And that link, if you're not in a place where you can write it down, will absolutely be available on the show notes. And you can find those by going to defeatthedrama.com, click on the podcast tab, and go to episode 211. We'll have his social media links there as well. So thanks so much, Tony, uh, for all your wisdom and for the impact that you're making in the world. And thanks for those listening. Get out there and make your own bigger, bolder impact. See you next time. 